America is breaking apart at the seams as one video emerges of a white woman accusing a black man of attacking her in Central Park to the police, and another video emerges of a police officer clearly taking the life of George Floyd by using brute force. We're going to break it all down for you here and what it means and what in the world is going on with social upheaval in this country. Welcome to Guard Nation. Right. So when I first started this podcast and I wanted to do weekly episodes, one of the things that I really looked forward to doing was having all kinds of news to cover in between the weeks that I was off. And I did not realize once I began how much news can happen in one week. This has been one of the worst weeks in terms of the news cycle and and things that have happened in a while. And I can't believe just from when I published my podcast last weekend to now, everything that has happened. So couple things we're going to do. First, I'm going to break down each incident, incident, excuse me. I'm going to play the audio for you so that you can hear what happened. And then we are going to discuss reactions and where people are right and where people are wrong. Okay, so the very first incident that broke on Monday was a woman, and her name is Amy Cooper, and she is in the park with her dog. She does not have a leash with or on her dog in Central Park. And a man named Christian Cooper comes up to her and says, Ma'am, you need to have a leash on your dog. When she becomes upset, he pulls out a little dog treat. He does not have a dog with him, but he pulls out a little dog treat to give to her dog. She grabs her dog by the by its collar and is holding it kind of a very awkward and looks to be uncomfortable way for the dog. And he says to her, You know, you can do what you want, but if I'm but I'm gonna do what I want and you're not gonna like it. And so she says that, that she perceived that as a threatening remark. All right. In the video that, and you're going to hear the audio, if surely you have seen this video by now, but if not, uh, there is no, no animosity whatsoever between the two of them. They are arguing, but there's absolutely no physical violence. Well, she calls 911 and she says that he is physically threatening her, that he is threatening her, obviously lying. And she says that, she actually says that I'm being threatened by a black man, um, which is a clear instance of racism. I mean, no, no question about that. And, well, I actually, I'll go ahead and play the audio for you. You can listen for yourself. Will you please stop? Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording you. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. I'm taking pictures calling the cops. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. Excuse me. I'm sorry, I'm in the ramble, and there is a man, African-American, who has a bicycle helmet. He is recording me and threatening me and my dog. There is an African-American man, I am in Central Park. He is recording me and threatening myself and my dog. And my I'm sorry, I can't hear you either. I'm being threatened by a man into the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. I'm in Central Park in the ramble. I don't know. Thank you. 
Okay, so obviously this is a clear in uh, incident of racism. Well, of course, because Twitter is going to do what Twitter is going to do, this absolutely blows up. Now, the reaction from this has been, in my opinion, insane. All right, there's no question that this lady is in the wrong. There's no question at all that she is in the wrong. She is making, I mean, th this is a, race, or a racist incident. I mean, there's no question. She is trying, she's blatantly lying to law enforcement, saying that he is, he is threatening her. He did not threaten her. Even him saying, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do, that, that is really, that kind of, I guess, could be perceived as threatening. But in, from what you just heard from the entire scope of the conversation, it's really not that, it's not threatening at all. Um, so the reason why, it, and I want to say, you know, flat out that I do think that she is in the wrong. Where I think Twitter's in the wrong is that I do not believe that this woman's life should be ruined because of this incident. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. The man that is in the video's name is Christian Cooper. No relation to her, even though they had the same last name. His name is Christian Cooper. He came out and said that, wow, you know, this was, um, I didn't expect all this to happen. I really didn't want all this to happen. I did not want her life to be ruined. She has been fired, and she has been receiving death threats. I mean, her, essentially, her life is over. Now, I do not, me personally, I do not think that should happen. Okay, she, her social punishment, especially with this going viral, um, is going to be enough. Losing her job, that's up to her employer. I mean, I, I wouldn't hire someone who would say something like that. But losing her job, that's up to her employer. To have her address leaked, to have her face plastered, I, I have seen some horrendous pictures with her face on it. I've seen, I, I just don't think that she necessarily deserved what she got. She was wrong to make a, a racial comment and a racist incident. She she has come out with, with a lot of remorse, saying that she's sorry, she never wanted any of this, she's not racist, you know, gave gave the the usual spiel. But uh, I do not believe that her entire life should be over because she did this. I mean, it, it's, that is just my personal opinion. Of course, I'm in the minority. Twitter does not agree with me. I saw people just, I mean, you know, because it's all, it's all about commitment signaling and virtue signaling. You have to be the first person on Twitter. You have to be the first person to condemn that person on Twitter. And anybody that shares any kind of defense of this woman, which her actions are indefensible, but if you just happen to say, you know what, I think that what she did was wrong, but I don't think her life should be ruined because of it. Oh, you cannot say that. You absolutely cannot say that. Twitter will not have any of that because if you do that, if you come off of it a little bit, it shows that you are not, you're, you're on her side. If you defend her a little bit, you're on her side. All right, so that happened on Monday. Now, let's talk about the much, much more... Um, there were the much bigger issue, the much more tragic and, and much worse issue. And uh, it is the murder, I will call it, the murder of uh, George Floyd. So if you haven't seen the video, which surely you have by now, I'm not going to play the audio because I think the audio is rough and it's hard to listen to because it's, it is essentially a, uh, it's a murder caught on camera. And I do not feel comfortable playing that audio. If you want to watch the video, go for it. You, it's, it's everywhere. You'll be able to see it. So, uh, what happened was, and surely, surely to goodness, you have seen this, uh, this you've heard of or seen this incident by far, by now. But you have a police officer. Um, his name is Derek Chauvin. I think that's how you say his last name, Chauvin. And he's 44 years old. He is detaining George Floyd. Um, in the video, what you see is he's detaining George Floyd. Well, he has his knee in George Floyd's neck. I mean, his knee is pressed down into his neck and he held it for nine minutes. 
George Floyd died as, as a result of this. Okay, it, this is a clear instance, a clear, no question, a clear instance of police brutality. Now, obviously, what's made this, what, why the media has promulgated this so much is because uh, the cop is white and George Floyd is black. And, of course, the media is going to run with that narrative, the racial narrative, as they always do. They're going to run with the racial narrative saying that, oh, this is a racist killing. Um, which, you know, I don't know that there's, there's not evidence for that right now. We don't know anything about this cop. The only thing that we do know about this cop is that this cop has had inst or instances of using excessive force. Which, why he was a police officer to begin with is beyond me. Why is a police officer with a record of using too much force still on the police force? And now it has resulted in a, in a, in a death. A death that was not, that George Floyd certainly did not deserve. Because what was his great sin? What was the great crime that George Floyd was being, uh, was being suspected of? Forgery. Forgery. That was the great crime that that cop came in to save the day with. Forgery. I hope you can pick up my obvious sarcasm there. So this cop has been fired, and as of our, on May 29th, which was yesterday, this cop actually was, has been charged with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter, um, and he is facing a combined maximum 35-year sentence. So obviously he's going to be convicted because the evidence is going to be overwhelming here. He's going to be convicted. He's going to go to prison. He's going to have a terrible time in prison because the worst type of person that you can be in prison is an ex-cop. So especially one as famous as this cop. So he has... The cop had his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. And 2 minutes and 53 seconds of that was when uh, George Floyd was non-responsive, unresponsive. Um, so... That was the video. That, that's essentially what's happened. Now, where everybody has gone crazy over an incident that we should all agree with, all right, the video of George Floyd is a clear instance of police brutality. No question. It cannot be argued otherwise. It cannot be argued otherwise. There is absolutely no question, no question at all, that this instance was an instance of police brutality. And it is something that we should all agree on. Every single American should say, oh my gosh, that was terrible. That was terrible what happened. It was absolutely miserable what happened. But where the point of contention is, where Americans do not agree, is what motivated the or this police officer to do it. Is it because this police officer is just terrible at his job and he sucks at his job and he's just a miserable police officer and ended up killing somebody? Or is he racist? Because, or maybe both of those things. Or is he racist? And he legitimately used too much force because this man was black and he was white. Now, we can't answer that question because we just don't know enough about this cop. We don't have enough information about the circumstances to be able to say for sure one way or the other. But, of course, the media has promulgated this thing and gone absolutely crazy. So CNN has been running this all over the place. The, what's made this even worse is that there have been protests that started out in Minneapolis... Well, actually, I don't I actually don't know where they started out, but they they moved, they, they became, they gained traction in Minneapolis or national coverage in Minneapolis, and now they have spread all across the United States. They're in Chicago, they're in Louisville, Kentucky, they're in um, some parts of Texas, they're in uh, California. They are that these riots are everywhere across the United States, and unfortunately, that well that what started as protests have become riots. And unfortunately, these riots have become um, dangerous. 
And in Minneapolis, for example, there was an auto zone that was burned down. There was a target that was vandalized. Those were the two really famous videos that were going around. And you have looters that are going in and stealing, a t you know, stealing. I, I saw videos of people stealing TVs, of people just stealing all kinds of things, which is, you know, I, I don't understand. I, I don't know how those are connected. I don't know why, because George Floyd dies, it, you now need to go steal a TV from Target. Uh, I, don't, I do not understand I have absolutely no issue with protesting. And I think anybody, that, especially the Black Lives Matter movement, or you know anybody that wanted to pan this out as a racial crime, if you think that it was a racial crime, you absolutely have the right to protest. Nobody is saying you don't have the right to protest. But you don't have the right to loot. I mean, you certainly don't have the right to loot. You don't have the right to steal other people's things. You don't have the right to use violence against other people. It's not, it, it's not even if you feel upset or hurt, as we all are, all Americans are upset by George Floyd. If you're not upset by the killing of George Floyd, you need to evaluate pr your priorities. Now, your motivations for being upset may be different. I'm upset about the killing of George Floyd, but I'm upset because of police brutality. Not necessarily the racial aspect of it, because I'm not necessarily sure that it was racially motivated. I don't know. Now, the video in Central Park of the woman who, you know, when uh, uh, the, the black guy asked the white woman to put a leash on her dog and she's called the police saying oh my gosh oh my gosh you know he i'm being attacked he's threatening me or not attacked excuse me but i'm being threatened by this black man that is an obvious instance of racism and i will condemn that any day of the week because it's pretty clearly racism she says i'm being threatened by this african-american man i mean that she's blatantly lying number one and number two she's including the race of the person whom she's accusing so it's a pretty in clear instance of racism. But the George Floyd murder is not a clear instance of racism. It just isn't. It's not a clear instance of racism. It's definitely a clear instance of police brutality, which is where everybody should be. We should all agree on this. We should all agree on this. And, of course, my heart goes out to the family of George Floyd and, and goes out to the, the family of, of everybody, anybody that was involved with George Floyd, his friends and family, because it's, it's horrendous. He should not have lost his life. He should not have lost his life. Now, of course, the knee-jerk reaction has been horrendous. Has been horrendous. Now, President Trump, I wanted to see how President Trump was going to handle this. I truly wanted to see what was President Trump going to do when this first broke out. Because President Trump has not had a very good news cycle here lately. I, I didn't. I was going to talk about it in the in the podcast today, but I'm really not going to talk about it because I don't. It's not important to everything else that's going on. But President Trump has been falsely alleging that Joe Scarborough is guilty of murder. Joe Scarborough, the host of Morning Joe on MSNBC, that he's been guilty of murder of a staffer that he had, that he had an affair with this staffer and then killed her as a result of it to keep it quiet. With no evidence. No evidence backing that up. But he's pushing that theory like crazy. With, with absolutely, he's fighting the mass deal with coronavirus. <laughs> Excuse me. He's refusing to wear a mask when he goes outside, saying that he, he said that he didn't want, that President Trump said that he did not want uh, the, to give the media the satisfaction of wearing a mask, to see him wearing a mask. All right, President Trump has been picking unnecessary fights, doing just kind of stupid press, stupid, you know, doing all around a bunch of stupid things this week. But I really thought that he might redeem himself this week with the murder of George Floyd. And he started out doing well. So... On May 27th, uh, George Floyd was murdered on May 25th. 
on May 27th, some of the rides started to gain traction um, on May 26th. And on May 27th, Trump tweets out, at my request, the FBI and the Department of Justice are already well into an investigation to the very sad and tragic death in Minnesota of George Floyd. And so, great. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. That is the way that it should be. I don't think necessarily the president should have to get involved. That should be able to be dealt with at the state level. But if the president wants to get involved, I have no problem with that. Um, I have no issues with that whatsoever. And President Trump actually was, you know, I'm looking at it right now on Twitter. Uh, he was, uh, for the most part, he was received pretty positively for doing that. And good on Trump. Good on Trump. And I thought that Trump was going to handle this really well. I, I truly did. I thought that Trump was going to handle this really well. Until the riots started breaking out. Until the riots and the looting started happening. And President Trump decides to tweet something very, very ridiculous that he caught all kinds of flack for. And I don't, I don't blame people for, for giving Trump this flack. All right, so President Trump on May 28th, this is two days ago, May 28th, President Trump tweets out, I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city. Talking about Minneapolis. I'm quoting, by the way, reading his direct tweet. A total lack of leadership. Either the very weak, radical left mayor, Jacob Frey, get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. All right, fine. If you want to make that criticism, I don't think this is a time for criticizing leadership at all. I think this is a time of national mourning. But if you want to criticize leadership, that's fine. That was the first part of the tweet. The second part of the tweet is where he gets into some serious trouble, or in my opinion. These thugs, in all caps, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Walls and told him that the military, capitalized for some reason, that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control. Now, I'm going to stop right there because President Trump is kind of right here. He was criticized for the first part of this tweet, but a lot more than the second part. All right, so when he uses the term thugs... People absolutely lost their mind saying, how dare he say the word thugs? This is racially motivated. For him to use the word thugs is racially motivated. I couldn't disagree more. Okay, first of all, the looters and the rioters are not all black. They're not all white. They're mixed. They're mixed. I mean, there are whites and blacks intermingled. And they are all thugs. Every one of them are thugs. You cannot justify to me needing to break into Target and steal a TV because you're so upset about George Floyd. You are a thug. I mean, absolutely. That's not wrong for the President of the United States to use that term. It does not bother me one bit for him to use that term because I think it's true. White or black doesn't matter. If you're looting and destroying businesses, you are a thug. Now, that was the first part. Now, the second part is where he loses me, where he absolutely... Oh, my goodness. So, I'll, I'll, this is the last sentence of the tweet. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but... When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Mr. President, why? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Are you seriously suggesting that these people, the looters, deserve to die? Because two things can be true at once. Two things can be true at once. Number one, these looters are wrong. They are wrong for, these rioters are wrong for what they're doing. But they do not deserve deadly force unless they are a physical threat. They do not deserve deadly force. 
And you are alleging right there when you say when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Oh, my goodness. That sounds like the police are... This is at a time where confidence in police is low because of what George Floyd... You are going to seriously allege that the police are about to roll in there and just start shooting the looters? You think that's smart politics? Because I don't. Mr. President, this is 2020. This is 2020. You have an election coming up in just a few short months. Five months. Less than five months. A little over five months. I do not understand. I do not understand how this is good politics. Why would you say when the looting starts and the shooting starts? Now, I was not familiar with it, but apparently when the looting starts, excuse me, the shooting starts is a, has, has some uh, uh, meaning behind it, has actual historical meaning behind it. In 1967, the Miami Police Chief, <clears throat> excuse me, Miami Police Chief Walter Headley used the phrase, when the looting starts, the shooting starts during hearings about crime in the Florida city, invoking angry reactions from civil rights leaders, according to a news report at the time. Uh, he, and I'm quoting an article here. This is called, or this article is the history behind when the looting starts, the shooting starts by Barbara Sprunts, I believe. That's how you say it, from NPR. So uh, he had a long history talking about the Miami police chief, Walter Headley. He had a long history of bigotry against the black community, says Professor Clarence Lusane of Howard University. So the guy that said that allegedly has a history of of racial bigotry and used the phrase, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Even if you want to take that away from it. I don't, I mean, you you can say that it has a a racial history of the phrase. It it may or may not. This is what this article is claiming. It may or may not. But to allege that people who are looting or rioting deserve death, or will be met with deadly force is insane to me. Absolutely insane. Like, what What on earth? How, how on earth is that good politics? So, of course, everybody's weighing in here. Um, even though there's not really, as I've said earlier, there's not a whole lot of evidence, in my opinion, of it being George Floyd's murder being a, you know, racially motivated. There certainly it has been a lot of reactions from the media. The media have, of course, absolutely ran with it. You need only... And just to prove my point, let me just live here. Let me type in CNN. Let's read some CNN articles that CNN's running because I would almost guarantee you that CNN is going to be running with the racial narrative. So fires, this is the first one. Fires are burning. Tear gas canisters are flying. Rubber bullets are being shot at protesters. This is what's happening now. Okay, are they protesters or are they looters? Are they protesters or are they looters? And, of course, the picture of it shows a fire and a a police officer in in riot gear. Uh, So, again, that's that's CNN already spinning this. This CNN already spinning this, suggesting that, oh, they're just protesters out there. They're peaceful, peaceful protesters out there being met with such violence. Just watch the videos, guys. Watch the videos and tell me if you think those are peaceful protesters. Uh, so again, that that was as soon as I pulled up CNN's page, that that was it. Anyway, so there there have been more reactions. President Obama decided that he needed to weigh in on this, and this was what he said. And I'm I'm gonna take snippets of it because I don't want to take anything out of context. Um, but in regard to in regard to the shooting, excuse me, not the shooting, the the murder of George Floyd. This is what he said. Quote. This shouldn't be normal in 2020 America, normal in quotes. 
This shouldn't be normal in 2020 America. It can't be normal. If we want our children to grow up in a nation that lives up to its highest ideals, we can and must be better. Okay, this shouldn't be normal in 2020 America. Who thinks this is normal in 2020 America? Nobody rational. Who thinks it's normal that for a cop to lean or to kneel down, put his knee on, on George Floyd's neck? I don't think that's normal. Do you think that's normal? I certainly do not think that's normal. Who, on, who in their right mind thinks that police brutality is normal? It's not normal. That's why we're so upset about it. It shouldn't happen. It should not happen. And these are things that we should all agree on. I mean, I don't, I don't know where the controversy is there. I mean, this is not normal. There's nothing normal about that, Mr. President. I don't know what you're even talking about there. And this is the, second, the last paragraph right after that. It will fall mainly on the officials of Minnesota to ensure that the circumstances surrounding George Floyd's death are investigated thoroughly and that the justice or that justice is ultimately done. But it fails, or excuse me, but it falls on all of us, regardless of our race or station, including the majority of men and women in law enforcement who take pride in doing their tough job the right way every day, to work together to create a new normal in which the legacy of bigotry and unequal treatment no longer infects our institutions or our hearts. It's not normal. That's not normal. It is not a normal thing for police to kill unarmed people. I don't care even, even if you want to take the race part out of it. For police to kill unarmed people, that is not normal. And if you're going to tell me that that is normal, that this is a daily occurrence that's just sweeping the nation, provide some evidence that says so. You're going to have to hit, hit me with some data to show me that. Because I can tell you, the data that I've seen certainly does not support that. Unlawful killings by police officers are pretty, pretty rare. They are pretty rare. Taking the race side out of it. I'm talking about whites, blacks, whatever color. Whatever color you want. They're pretty rare. But of course, Mr. President, well, I mean, you know, President Obama, that's exactly what he's going to say. That's exactly how it was with the Michael Brown killing. That's exactly how, the, how he was. But President Obama had the chance to unite the nation when, all, when a lot of these killings went public under his presidency. And of course, he... Wanted to be more divisive. So anyway, I that is my take on the George Floyd. Again, just to sum up everything that we talked about, two things can be true at once, people. This is one of my favorite phrases to use because it's true. Two things can be true at once. Number one, police brutality should not happen. Police brutality should not happen. It's horrible. It's absolutely terrible. Number two, there's really not evidence to show that it's a race crime. As of right now, there's not evidence to show that it's a race crime. There may be evidence in the future, but as of right now, there's not evidence to show that it's a race crime. And even if there is evidence to show that it's a race crime, even if it is, if this police officer, Derek Chauvin, I think so you say his name, if this police officer came out and said, yes, I did what I did because he was black, then this guy is a piece of, of garbage. This guy is a piece of human debris. But that is not evidence... Of a of an underlying race cult, racial culture, you know, to to oppress minorities or oppress blacks. That's this guy sucking at his job. This guy being miserable. And you see this. It's not just with this. You see this all the time. With you hear the phrase uh, institutional racism. That's just a, a blanket phrase that the left likes to use. They say, "Oh my gosh, this is just evidence of institutional racism." That's just a, a deep 
rooted racial cultural problem with America that there's just it's it's so deep, it's so interwoven in our social fabric that there's just so it's so difficult to fight. It's why we have to keep talking about it. Where is the evidence of that? Where is the evidence of that? Because it certainly doesn't seem so. It seems like most people are upset about George Floyd's death. You need only get on social media to see it. Now, the to the degrees of what they believe the issues are, where people disagree. You know, I like I, I was speaking with someone the other day, and we both agree. We both agree that there that George Floyd's death is a major issue. We just disagree what the issue is. My main issue was police brutality. His main issue was racial inequity. But I, I have to just go off of the evidence. I'm a facts-based argue. I'm, I, I'm a facts-based guy. I'm not a feelings-based guy. Okay, I, I had to go off of what the evidence shows me. The evidence from the video showed me that it was police brutality. And no one, no one can deny that. Absolutely no one can deny that. But I hope that you have... Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a great night or day or whenever you're listening to this. And I hope, hope that you can find some happiness in your life, that you can find some peace in your life, and that you can enjoy the things that are around you because America's social fabric is is dwindling so quickly that I don't I don't understand. I don't really know what can be done. I, I really I truly don't. And I had a lot of other things I wanted to talk about in the podcast, but I think I'm gonna cut it there because I'm getting emotionally drained just from talking about this and and of course hopefully i'll have an update for you next week and i hope that you guys have a great night thank you so much for listening to to my podcast today and thank you so much for being a part of guard nation